everybody. This is Hop Culture. We're the Hopkins sisters, Claire, Grace, Anne, and Tess, four sisters living in different time zones, recapping our lives, giving each other unsolicited advice, and hopefully giving you a laugh in the process. Who knows, if you stick around, we might even touch on something substantial along the way. Hello, hello. Hey. 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 Welcome, friends, Romans, and countrymen alike. Thanks for lending us your ear today for episode 61 of Hop Culture. As sisters, we've had our fair share of disagreements in the past. We even had a little debate this morning via text about making daylight savings time a permanent feature um, in society. So we are well-versed in disagreeing. Um, from quote-unquote borrowed clothes, revisionist history on famous family events and drama, or sharing the workload with chores as children, it's natural for families to disagree now and again. But as we've gotten older, and especially over the past few years, it seems like disagreements both inside and outside of families have gotten a lot more serious. You can blame the pandemic, elections, social media, any number of things. Either way, it seems like dealing with disagreements, both big and small, is part of life. So we thought we should do an episode on how to disagree in a healthy way. First of all, uh, would you guys say that you are more confrontational or more passive when it comes to a situation where you disagree with someone? Uh, Well, I I was just talking about this with Claire, um, how... If I don't, especially if I, I mean, if I don't know somebody very well and they say something that I disagree with, I'm usually not going to, just not going to say anything because I don't, I don't know the full situation. I'm not, I don't know. There's not like a trust there. Mm-hmm. But also, if, even if I do know someone fairly well, but like I don't, this is going to sound harsh, but like not don't respect them, but like I just, if I get the sense that like we're never going to agree and I don't care to like align mm-hmm. myself like I don't I don't care that I'm going to come away from this thinking that you're wrong mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. I'm just not going to say anything because I'm like I don't care about you enough to disagree with you yeah <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's such a grace like thing to, to be like I don't care about this person so I'm not bother <laughs> like I feel like Grace has a really – I well, maybe we all do. I, probably not me. I'm probably, like, the most hot-headed of the group. But, like – Claire's in everyone's comments. Yeah, I'm in everyone's comments. <laughs> I really cut back on that. I really could. <laughs> really have after 2016. But um, I feel like Grace especially has a very keen sense of, like, the type of people that just like to hear themselves talk. And she's just, like – I'm not, I'm not gonna, gonna deal with that. Grace is so good at disengaging with <laughs> well, people and situations. Anne, not as good as Anne. I was gonna say Anne is the <laughs> ultimate disengager. Anne is good at disengaging <laughs> because she never engaged in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an Enneagram no nine, diss. okay? <laughs> There's no diss, it's just a lack of. Yeah. Yeah. I well, I would say in a lot of situations, like I see people's point you know i'm like oh okay i get why they might think that you know Mm -hmm. unless it's something really where there is absolutely like a right and a wrong Mm -hmm. then yeah i'm not gonna bother disagreeing Mm -hmm. i hate conflict it's like 
the worst thing to me. And so I don't even really disagree with you guys too much, I feel like. Mm-hmm, I no. kind of... No, you, you don't. Know, I just... Sometimes you seethe. I but... do. <laughs> well, that's what happens. <laughs> not usually. When you push an Enneagram 9 too far. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I, I will be like a little bit more sort of, you know, with like Matt or something. Because I feel like obviously my opinion matters more in my own like home. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I'm not really going to argue with people. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anne is very aggravating to try to have an argument with or mm-hmm. to like raise an issue because <laughs> she just will not engage. Yeah. So she does not like conflict. Like I, that's the thing is I don't mind conflict really that much. I'm not really avoiding conflict with everyone. It's just mm-hmm. – like, if I've ever disagreed with you, you should take that as I care about you. <laughs> I was actually thinking that this morning, too, thinking about this podcast. I was like, or this episode, because to be honest, before we started recording, I said, I was like, I'm kind of nervous for this episode because even talking about disagreements or seeing other people's points of view, I'm just like, what if people, you know, I don't know. If it gets like political or something, Claire gets, yeah, Claire gets very so worried nervous. about making sure that Cancel everyone's culture. Are, yeah, comfortable listening to the podcast, which is very nice. I'm like, I want everyone to be welcome here, but like, yeah, if I feel if I'm gonna like bring up an opposing viewpoint or something, it means that I like really trust you and actually care about your opinion and feel like you're someone that I could actually have like a real conversation with. I am not the type to – I've been in so many situations where people have said things that I, like, really disagree with, and I'm just, like, I'm not going to – there's not time or space to really, like, go into this now. So, like mm-hmm. – and also, I think you can sense um, when people just kind of need to vent or just need to be heard or validated, and I think that is valid sometimes, too, and okay. Yeah. And, like, mm-hmm. I think it can be – there's definitely a spectrum – And it's going to be different for everyone on, like, standing up for your viewpoint and, like, your values on one end, like, always on one end, and then being, like, a total doormat on the other. And there's probably a happy medium somewhere that will be a little different for everyone. But I think, like, I don't think it's always the appropriate or, like, kind thing to do to constantly be, like, butting heads with people over every little thing. Sometimes people just need to, like, express their viewpoint and that comes from like a bad experience they've had or like injustice of some kind and in that case it's like just listen you know it's not really the time to to argue with people over things i think and mm-hmm. also my opinions change quite frequently i actually feel like i think one of my um fatal flaws is i have a little bit of a short temper or i can kind of like jump to conclusions kind of quickly or like I don't know. Grace and I are the two that probably butt heads the most. Yeah. We we both are like, don't mind arguing with each other. Yeah. Within our family, like, I feel very comfortable saying if I disagree with something. Claire Um, and I, sometimes we're agreeing mm -hmm. and it's heated. Yeah. There there have been times where we both are like, I think we actually agree. We just see ourselves as like, like, we're both saying the same thing, but like, for some reason, we're getting like worked (laughs) out. It's so true. But Uh, I feel like I am decent at, like, hopefully recognizing when I was wrong or changing my mind. Like, I really mm -hmm. do feel like I 
change my mind about things a lot, especially issues that I just don't know a lot about yet. And so I am a little hesitant to speak confidently and publicly about my viewpoints on any number of things because I just feel like I'm kind of always changing my mind a little bit. So it's intimidating. Mm -hmm. Tess, Mm -hmm. what about you? I don't know about what you with your friends were I was going to say, I have no idea. I was trying to think. You have no idea. (laughs) I don't know. I'm here, there, and everywhere. I feel like – Because you can be feisty. One of the things – Oh, yeah. I'm feisty feisty. and I lash out, (laughs) but (laughs) I don't think that I – like. There's very few issues that I care enough and know enough about to really argue about Mm -hmm. that are, like, important things. And those are the things that I usually hold too close to my heart. So I won't (laughs) talk to people about that. You know, like, Mm -hmm. there's certain beliefs that I have that I'm just like, if you don't agree with me, I'm not going to argue with you because I don't want to (laughs) hear... your side Mm -hmm. which is probably why i needed to do this episode because that's probably not the healthiest um way to think about it but um but i did hate as an english major the thing that i hated most was that we anytime i made a comment in a class everyone wants to you know everyone wants to be arguing Mm -hmm. as an English major and it's just a bunch of skinny boys (laughs) trying to combat you (laughs) with their and it's just like why are you arguing with me about this sentence that I just had to make a comment because there are participation points and it was required (laughs) like I don't care about your opinion yeah so that was always my least favorite part of so I think that in general I am probably Mm non-argumentative Well, and I think, too, when we'll get more into this, but, like, I don't know. It's kind of like the whole how society, like, prefers extroverts to introverts kind of thing, even though, for the record, I feel like introverts have had a moment, and now I'm, like, an extrovert who feels People bad People are over it. introverts, though. Are they over yeah. it? Wait, yeah. you're an extrovert who's feeling... Well, I feel like I feel like it's trendy to be an introvert now. Like it's very trendy. It was trendy trendy and then it got too trendy and now people are like, if you mention that you're an introvert, just never go out of your house. What? It's a thing of the past. Just live with yourself then and don't ever talk. Who who are these people that are saying that? Probably me. Extroverts. (laughs) I don't think extroverts and introverts are a real thing. Yeah. That's a a whole other topic. I kind of agree. I think we're all on like, you know, there's just probably a spectrum for that too. But anyway – I feel like that about being really outspoken, I feel like it's, like, valued and it's more seen as, like, oh, these people know what they're talking about. And I'm, like, I yeah. don't really think that's and necessarily the true. a bunch of dumb things. Yeah, I think yeah. With being a, lot of a listener, like, being someone who can listen and just, like, understand where other people are coming from without necessarily changing your mind, that's, like, a very valuable skill, I think, that, like, isn't yeah. really valued enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I think – you know, when you like go to a party or something and there's someone who just all they want to do is like debate things, you know, <laughs> there's the no one worse, worse at a party. Person. Like I came here to party and you came here to argue. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't have the arguing skills to like debate with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though I mm-hmm. I know you're wrong, mm-hmm. you are going to like just pummel me into the ground mm-hmm. because you won't stop. And I'm very exhausted by this. Yeah. So, like, I don't want to engage because I'm I'm going to, like, quote, unquote, 
lose the argument, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> quote, unquote. Quote, unquote. Quote, unquote. <laughs> <laughs> well, it shouldn't be win lose, but you know. Yeah, this no, is true. This is as mad as Anne gets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it really riles me up. <laughs> um, so to do this episode, we we looked at slash listened to. I don't know why I said looked at. Um, <laughs> read. read? <laughs> <laughs> we just uh, four resources. Um, well, one was a video, so that's looking at. <laughs> I don't or know watch. Justifying this, I'm really I digging don't. myself in. <laughs> um, yeah, watch. Okay, so it's two podcasts about um, disagreeing, and then a TED talk about uh, being friends with different politics, and then uh, an article about how disagreement has helped advance humanity. So. Let's dive into them and let's start by talking about, uh, do you guys think it's important to speak up when you disagree with someone? Well, I feel like we kind of covered that, like, maybe not that we don't think it's important. I mean, I guess I kind of did say that already. Like, I don't think it's always the time or the place. Um, And that's, like, probably something everyone kind of has to figure out for themselves. But the article that we read um, about how disagreement is important was talking about how without disagreement, like nothing would really move forward in society, you know, because we've probably all been in a conversation where someone expresses really strong views and everyone's just kind of like nodding along because you don't really know what to say or you feel uncomfortable. And I think that can happen like in settings where the person who's speaking out is like the person who has the most influence, like like in a work situation or something, you know. But um, this article talked about the Wright brothers. And one thing that the author brought up, the author was named Ian Leslie. Um, He said that the Wright brothers were, you know, they're so famous for inventing airplanes. Um, Did they, in fact, invent airplanes, you guys? (laughs) Did they invent airplanes or did they just have the first successful flight? This is embarrassing um that well, I can't that remember. The same thing? I Probably like I a woman know. invented it and they just like <laughs> yeah. Exactly. She was up there arguing with them yeah. and no one and no one remembered her. her. They the did narrative. have a sister cuz I read um a book about them a while ago and you guys when I read something Wait, I you read remember, a book and you don't remember I don't remember <laughs> anything from anything I read. Claire, I do not. Claire, not even if they invented airplanes. That's the most basic fact. All of that mind space <laughs> is taken up with like useless facts about people I've known from like high school. And it could actually be like useful to remember things I read. So anyway, they talked about how the Wright brothers are so famous and well known and like heralded, but they really didn't have any like special skills that would have made them qualified for this. Like they weren't engineers, you know. Um, but they were really, really good at arguing. And their dad would actually have them, like, after dinner, he would introduce a topic and make them each debate one side and then switch and debate the other side. And Wilbur Wright said, No truth is without some mixture of error and no error so false, but that it possesses no element of truth. If a man is in too big a hurry to give up an error, he is liable to give up some truth with it. And in accepting the arguments of the other man, he is sure to get some errors with it. Honest argument is merely a process of mutually picking the beams and motes out of each other's eyes so both can see clearly. I love that quote. Mm-hmm. Um, I read a book uh, a while back called uh, 
Who doesn't remember things now? <laughs> oh, no. Um, <laughs> I'll put it in the show notes. But it was it was interesting. It was about um, – it sort of broke our moral reasoning down into five different categories. There were like five things. So one would be like, you know, freedom versus equality, like personal freedom versus, mm-hmm. you know, caring or equality for everyone, things like that. So it, it had these five different aspects. And it kind of showed that, you know, whatever you believe, whatever either culture you're in or political system you're in, it's not that one is more moral than the other. It's that, you know, some people value certain things more strongly mm-hmm. and other people value other moral things more strongly. And it's kind of like, well, who is really to say that one value is more important than the other? Um, but one thing I really liked about that that book was the author talked about the fact that we all have these blind spots that we don't know about. Mm-hmm. And if we were just to go forward with, you know, this is what I think that we should do for this country. I think this is going to be great. Go full tilt. No one's stopping us. We would end up in a total mess. Mm -hmm. And it's the extreme people on the other side who are pulling you back. Mm -hmm. And it's the extremists on your own beliefs that are pulling it. The other, you know, like, Mm -hmm. it's the people who we kind of deem as like crazy you know, way yeah. too far one way or the other. Those are the people that are pulling the other side from the brink of destroying mm-hmm. themselves, basically, because we That's aren't able to see our own blind spots, but they are. They can't mm-hmm. see their own, but, you know, we can. Mm-hmm. And so they're yeah. keeping us from going into, I mean, some of my ideas for what <laughs> Solve the country's problems. Could just end up in they're wild disaster. Yeah, I think they're that's well, interesting. They're a wild mix of both mm-hmm. sides politically. Yeah, extreme views. The article also talked about like how when a bunch, like a group of people, all agree. Yeah, like, they're not really going to come up with the best solution. Like, they might easily come up with a solution to a problem, but it's not going to have taken into account, like, any other opinions and any other, like, problems, you know, that that someone else might see with the plan. And that's why I feel like it's so uncomfortable to be in a group setting where, like, everyone kind of assumes at least that they agree and then like they're just kind of ranting and it's so awkward even sometimes when i agree it's so uncomfortable it's so Mm -hmm. uncomfortable because i'm like you don't you don't know that i agree with you Mm -hmm. for sure and like (laughs) sometimes the way someone says something even if it is something i agree with is so like Harsh. Harsh. Mm -hmm. And maybe could be like really hurtful to someone that didn't see their, you know, the same point of view. Like, that's why I think, you know, like, I don't know. It's interesting. Like, I really do kind of prefer being in a group of people that don't agree on everything just because you don't get that like uncomfortable situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I, I actually, this, the reading and the listening that we did for this gave me hope because 
I feel like we always talk about how the country is just getting so polarized and it's such a bad thing, but it like a lot of the um, articles and podcast episodes kind of argued for that at the same time. Like, obviously it can get to a bad point, but if we all disagree, like Grace said, we all are pointing out to each other the flaws like like daylight savings time <laughs> this morning. <laughs> I, you know, I'd hate to get up on Sunday an hour earlier, and that's all I can see. But, you know, there's all sorts of arguments. Yeah. Um, Maybe we should tell the listeners yeah. about our mm-hmm. points of view. This, is, this <laughs> would be a good, like, um, this is a good topic to, be, to debate on because I don't feel like mm-hmm. it's going to offend mm-hmm. anyone. I, yeah. As far as I <laughs> know, it opinions. is not political or like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, I, I think this is a pretty like un... Uh, contentious. Well, not necessarily contentious, but hopefully, mm-hmm. like, not hurtful thing to, like, talk publicly about. <laughs> I feel contentious. extremely contentious. <laughs> so, I saw, and again, I'm like, I'm probably going to butcher this, but I'm pretty sure the Senate passed a bill that it would be daylight savings time permanently, starting in 2023. And I sent, um, but I guess it had been, they'd tried that back in, like, the 70s to save oil. And um, people hadn't liked it and they'd done away with it. They'd gone back to like our, you know, switching back and forth system the next year, which I didn't know. So I sent a screenshot of that to our family group text and I was like, mom and dad, is this true? I was like, I didn't know that there had ever been a time where they'd tried to do. I think it still was daylight savings time permanently in the 70s. I could be wrong. Um, And I was like, why do people hate it? Because I would love to not switch back and forth. I'm the typical parent who makes it all about myself and my kids. (laughs) I just feel like switching. I don't care which one we do. But I'm just like, please just choose one. And like, it's so hard. It's hard on me too. Like, it's not just on the kids. Like, I've been so tired this week. I've been having a hard time sleeping. And I just feel like it's not good for us, like health-wise. And I also think our society has changed so much from, you know, the system that this was put in place under. I'm like, so many of us, like, have much more flexible schedules and a lot of people wake up later and just kind of like, I just don't think it's really logical for our modern society. But people disagreed with me. Is, well, okay, is anyone in this group right now a fan of abolishing daylight savings completely? No. No, no, I would be I fine with permanent us, daylight savings. All of us want some level. Wait. Tess maybe doesn't I, I, It's hard. <laughs> My daylight savings yeah. time is when we get the extra hour of sunlight in the evening. And standard time. <laughs> is that now? <laughs> no. That's right now. That's what just started. Okay. I know. I understand, I, Tess. I just go with what society tells me to do. I don't question it. <laughs> That's part of why the nights are so long in the summer. That's not the only, you know, obviously mm-hmm. there's like the rotation of the mm-hmm. earth. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no. We're struggling. We, we are so The orbit of the earth, not the rotation because mm-hmm. the rotation is days. day and night um, <laughs> i'm pretty sure on that this is blowing my mind <laughs> okay. so yeah in the summer part of why the nights are so long and everything's so great is because we do daylight savings and part of why everything's so dark and sad in the winter is because it goes Wait, away so if we're not arguing over whether 
what are we arguing Dad about? If brought we brought up the point that <laughs> it adds some spice to life to have bad times and good times. He said it should be a treat. <laughs> he said daylight savings time is like it's like you would get tired of it if you had it all the time. It should be a, something to look forward to, which I love. No, that thought process. Dad, but no. that's Does the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Well, no, as soon as he said it, I instantly agreed. <laughs> yeah, Grace is totally on Dad's side. Yeah, Grace is on board. I think that sometimes it's good to enforce bad things on yourself to be happy. I don't need the government to do that. There's my well, there's my political opinion. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm teasing. Somebody explain this. Yes, how are you? So 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 what I want is I want I want it to be lighter in the evening instead of lighter in the morning. That's so you just want to stay on this schedule permanently. Okay, but mm-hmm. yeah, what I want and this okay. is radical <laughs> is sunset is at the same time every day for the whole year. Sunrise changes. <laughs> what? What do you mean? <laughs> so we just it's have like an extra hour morning. every night? The, so the clocks The change? clocks gradually change every day to keep sunset consistent so that at the, you can plan your evening the same after work every single day. In so the you have morning, to reset your clock matter. every gonna, day? No, the, the clocks are... Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, you would, but we're moving towards a smart... Mm-hmm. Technology not my society oven. where it's mm-hmm. going to update your Not my microwave. Your microwave will update. Someday it, it will, I bet. Someday soon. That's true. And so every day you wake up, you go to work, it's dark, whatever. It's always dark. It's depressing work, anyway. It's, yeah. The sunrise, have you ever seen a sunrise? It makes mm-hmm. the stomach curdle. <laughs> that is, <laughs> that is actually true. Seeing the sunrise <laughs> gives me the most anxiety stomach. What? I, I love a sunrise. Oh, I actually sunrise? totally agree with that. I like to never see the sun have risen. Like, I want to be inside <laughs> when it happens. Why? Why is it, why is it scary? Because you're afraid the sun is it's just too ominous. It's like, here it comes, here it uh, comes, here it comes. Because nothing ever good has happened when I saw the sunrise. Because <laughs> you're up early? <laughs> yeah, I like it in the... Oh, oh my gosh. I'm, I'm always... <laughs> I'm always getting ready for something scary. Mm-hmm. I would, I could yeah, see you preparing for like a big long day. I used to not to brag, but I when I would run in the morning <laughs> way back when, and I would see the sunrise. That was very fun seeing the sunrise over the mountains in Utah. But Dave, Dave gets funny about sunrises and sunsets because he loves sunsets, and he's like, "Have you ever taken those personality tests? That says, do you like sunrise or sunset? Oh, the sunrise people are go getters; they're more ambitious." And he's like, "That doesn't mean anything about what kind of person you are. I just think the sunset's pretty." <laughs> he gets like so funny about it. This conversation has gone off the rails. It's taken a huge turn. <laughs> this is not. The wheels came off a while ago. We really did do research for mm-hmm. this, guys. Let's get back on track. <laughs> so, I guess, what did we produce? <laughs> is that the should moral we- of the story? I think <laughs> is that we were so convinced. At least Claire and I were like very convinced. I think mm-hmm. of like. That we were just right and that mm-hmm. everyone would agree with us. Mm-hmm. And then we were surprised to find out that, like, actually a ton of people disagreed. Yeah, I was actually very were... surprised. I was like, yeah, oh, everyone's going to agree with this. For me, like, for me, I'm like, oh, your sleep schedule, whatever. But I'm like, okay, I can see if you have kids, that would be harder. Sure, kids mess up every <laughs> aspect of my life. <laughs> 
does not have kids and I have to accommodate them in stores and public places. Oh my word. <laughs> One week of sleeplessness. You're right. <laughs> I'm You're just right. I really don't, I really don't care. <laughs> what was I feel like what was surprising to me was that they're actually cuz sometimes you just think like this affects no one. Everyone's arguing over nothing, but there's actually like there were like in you know, depending on whether there is or isn't daylight savings time, you know, there's kids Tess is definitely trying to have have 10 minutes ago not understood what daylight savings time was and trying to figure out like a real world I don't understand but I do I (laughs) we change the clock every six months I don't blame her you guys it's really confusing for me too I think when I was Tess's age I didn't understand it mm -hmm. people when you were my age, twenty three. Tess, also, I'm trying to say, world. That's part of it too. Yeah, yeah I never had to change my clocks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just naturally, I didn't even know it was daylight savings time until I woke up and I was like, "Oh, I'm tired." And Luke told me that it was daylight savings. Um, what I was trying to say is, I just don't even think about it. But people have, like, it has real consequences. Like, they're, like, there's data that, like, people are dying more in different seasons. And, like, the light actually affects people. So, sometimes I feel like we just have narrow-minded opinions based on how it affects us. Mm -hmm. And we can't really see, like, the broader effects of things. Totally. Mm -hmm. And the other lesson is that I need to read up on (laughs) how this works. Well, that was one more um, point I really liked from this article was he said, he gave an example of like an experiment that psychologists use. um, And I won't like try to explain it because it's better to just see it, but it has to do with like flipping over cards. And he said, um, in a group, only about 20% or individually, only about 20% of people will get this task correct. Um, but if you put people in a group of like four or five, I think he said 80% of the time the group will get it right because they have the chance to like talk and share ideas or like the person that does understand it can share and the group will be like, oh yeah, I can see that point of view. They'll come to a consensus and get the answer correct. And so, um, I won't, I'm probably going to butcher the science again, but he was talking about how, um, humans have reasoning skills and a lot of times we've like scientists have thought that's what made them, you know, superior to other animals because they're have a higher intelligence, but it's really reasoning really is more of a collaborative tool and is like each of us alone knows very little, but the answers that do emerge when you collaborate are stronger because they've been refined through the process of like conflict and talking about different points of view, you know, so it really is mm-hmm. productive and results in like a better final product um, when people can disagree. But he gave three parameters. One was to openly debate and disagree. So to be comfortable sharing your point of view. And like we talked about earlier, I don't think every single conversation has to turn into a debate, but like, you know, in a situation where there's like a, a topic at hand that is like meaningful to debate And then number two is listen. Um, And he said the only times that real listening really happens is either if you have like a close relationship with the person you're talking to or if there is structure some kind of some kind. So either like 
I don't know. I mean, even thinking about like Congress, you know, like there are rules to like their conversations, like it could be in school or in a work setting, like there need to be some boundaries around like how the discussion is going, which I thought was interesting thinking about social media because I'm like, neither of those really happens on social media because it's usually a person you don't really have that close of a relationship with um, that you're fighting with. And if it is someone you have a close relationship with, it's like, why are you fighting on social media? You know, like it'd probably be better to talk in person. But the times that I have had bad experiences, like going back and forth with someone on social media, it's either a stranger or someone that like, I don't really talk to in real life anymore. And so I don't know that usually listening just doesn't. And there's also kind of no really rules. It's like people can just kind of hop onto anyone's post and say whatever they want, you know? So um, there has to be listening. And then number three is a common goal that you're working towards. So kind of like Anne was talking, like the people that just want to debate for the sake of debating, not that that can't, some people truly enjoy that, but like typically not a lot of, nothing really productive comes from it when it's just sort of like endless arguing kind of. So, yes. And um, I just, did anyone pass the test? I just want to know. I, did anyone do it right? I didn't really. So I knew I would flip over the first E. Wait, I haven't done it yet. Oh, okay. Okay. We won't say that. No spoilers. Oh. <laughs> I sort okay, of did. Everyone That's listening, go go look up the Wason, W-A-S-O-N, selection task and tell us if you. Did you get it? How test? you did. No. Oh. <laughs> I was a big dummy, (laughs) a big dumb dummy. And I just like in two seconds was like, I got it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I completely failed. One thing I think that disagreeing can help with or can be good is if you're in a group where like Claire was saying, the person who has the most influence or sometimes like the boss or someone is saying something that is that you feel uncomfortable with. There's probably other people, like, mm-hmm. either other people are think- are feeling uncomfortable or other people are seeing that, like, it's okay to talk this way. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so it is important to, you don't need to get into a debate, but just maybe pop up and say, mm-hmm. <laughs> say something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah um, for well, sure. I I find myself in this situation <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> you know, in many different settings because I don't. I don't want to agree, and I honestly don't know, like, what I would say that would be very convincing to people. So I don't know what – I read a post, like, a long time ago, and they were saying, like, it might be helpful to, like, if you know a topic frequently comes up where people might be saying something that is, like, hurtful or, like, harmful, and that comes up a lot – or, you know, even just like, you know, it, it might come up and you're not one to kind of just jump into a argument. Um, it can be helpful to like have a response prepared so that you don't really have to think about it and you can know how to just say like, you know, maybe shut it down or maybe just share lovingly like a different viewpoint. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was like good advice for someone like me who is just like extremely hesitant to participate in any sort of debate. Mm-hmm. Well, and mm-hmm. one thing um, that the podcast by Brooke Castillo 
Um, she talked about, yeah, like being in a relationship or like she used the example of a husband and wife who had very different viewpoints on like social issues. And um, I feel like this has come up a lot through the pandemic with families having like mm-hmm. very different opinions on, you know, restrictions and the vaccine and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And um, I think it's just kind of brought some of these issues to, like, such a personal level that maybe we didn't have to deal with before with, like, friends and extended family and stuff. Um, but she w- she said to just ask people, like, why do you th- – oh, that's so interesting. Like, I'd love to hear why you think that or, like, what has, um, has like, what experiences have, like, led you to that opinion. And so she said um, – you know, you can't really change people's minds unless you understand where they're coming from. Like, you're not going to have influence on someone. She said, you most likely won't change their mind, period, but you really aren't going to have influence on people unless you understand where they're coming from. And you can't do that unless you listen. And so I think a lot of times when we are feeling uncomfortable being quiet, because I've totally had those situations too, and sometimes being quiet I'm like, I don't really want to debate. I'm not really interested in debating, but I also feel uncomfortable just nodding along because I don't necessarily agree. Um, So maybe a more productive way or like a better way to approach it could just be to like, be like, oh, that like, why do you think that? Or like, what, what experiences have you had to support that? Or just to kind of like get to know where they're coming from a little bit better, but it kind of makes it Mm -hmm. clear that you don't necessarily agree with what they're saying. Yeah. I liked um, – she also talked about if you're going to argue with people, you have to know, like, productively, you need to know why you believe something so strongly. And it seems simple, but I think that sometimes when someone says something that you're just like, no, I don't agree with that, it's like you kind of have to step back and think if it matters to argue about it because – a lot of times it might not, or I don't know, you just have to understand yourself too in order to be able to come at it from a productive and to be able to assess like, is this something that is like a super strong belief for me that I can't, you know, I can't really engage with or like I I can't change my mind on or is this something that I can like listen openly mm-hmm. and like be open to other viewpoints. Totally. Yeah. I do think that um, getting the experiences that people have had is really important to understanding where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. There have been a lot of times where I disagreed with someone, and then when I found out the experiences they had, I actually did change my mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we haven't really touched on, and you know, we're we're getting like close on time, but the podcast from the Arthur Brooks show, um, I would encourage everyone to check out his show because I wasn't familiar with it, but it's all about the art of disagreeing. And he has a lot of really interesting, I haven't listened to all of the episodes yet. Um, I think there's only like 19 episodes or something, but he had one with John Gottman, who's a really well-known psychologist and he mostly studies marriage Um, But Arthur Brooks had a conversation with him, and he kind of related it to just, like, the American, like, political, you know, divide, um, but just relationships in general. And he talked about contempt and how 
John Gottman and his wife have both done a lot of research on contempt. And um, contempt just means the conviction of the utter worthlessness of another human being. So anger with someone or disagreement isn't really so much of an issue as much as being convinced that like people that are different than you are actually just like bad people, you know, like if they have a different point of view, um, which so we we watched uh, the TED talk we talked about was two women who have different political viewpoints and it was talking about like how they preserve their friendship. And what I thought was kind of funny was I watched it and it was kind of hard to watch, like so hard <laughs> just because mm-hmm. I was sweating. They were talking about like very realistic scenarios where you would disagree with like a good friend on something and how they, you know, approach something or how they teach their kids something. And I was like, this is like, you can feel the tension. And a lot of people just would kind of be like, oh, I just don't really want to be friends with this person anymore, you know? So, but I thought it was like a good example of how they've made that work. But did you guys read the comments? Mm -mm. No, I love comments. (laughs) I know. Yeah. (laughs) So many comments. I just can't help myself. But a lot of comments were like, this is ridiculous. I don't want to be friends with someone who can't see my point of view. And like, it's so tempting. I just feel like that's really, really common mm-hmm. now, you know, to just be unfollow, like, you know, toxic influences mm-hmm. in your life. Mm-hmm. And it's like, there are sometimes toxic people in your life, but people that disagree don't all have to be. Yeah. I guess <laughs> my question, true. this is maybe a controversial question and maybe we'll cut this, but like, my question is to you guys, like, <laughs> I guess, how would you decide, like, what that point would be? You know, because I've seen that a lot. And I feel like a lot of times, especially with politics, like, each side kind of gets distilled down to, like, one or two, like, very hot topics. And the other side will be like, well, if you could support this, then, like, I don't agree with you. We have no values in common, that kind of thing. And mm-hmm. I see that a lot more frequently nowadays. And I mean – I'm in my 30s, so I'm like, maybe I just wasn't as tuned in before, but I feel like that has increased a lot, like, in the last couple of years, that kind of, like, rhetoric, kind of. So, I don't know. Do you guys think that there's a point where you just have to say, like, oh, if you have this point of view, like, I'm not interested in, like, having a relationship with you, like, whatsoever? No. Of any kind? No. If someone posts exclusively like vitriol Mm -hmm. and I don't know them very well I will probably unfollow them because I'm just like what am I I don't like just reading all your Mm -hmm. posts like if they're posting articles or or things or thoughtful posts about their beliefs or it's mixed in with a lot of pictures or something you know Mm -hmm. like something else (laughs) that I want to see but and I'm not really on that much a lot of stuff anyway but uh, that's just boring to me, and it sort of just makes me feel like they're angry. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's not maybe the best platform for them to be doing. I just don't think it's a very productive thing to be posting. It's kind of like what Anne was talking about when people talk and they assume that everyone else agrees with them. I feel mm-hmm. like social media has become that way a lot where people make a post and it's either like the people who agree with this are going to like this, and if you disagree, you're dumb and I don't Mm -hmm. want you to follow me anyway. And it's, Mm -hmm. I'm like, why are you posting it then? Because you're not changing anybody's minds. (laughs) Yeah. You're not opening up discussion. More angry. But when people post something that's actually like, you know, a considerate thing, 
that they believe, I am really interested to read that even mm-hmm. if it's something I disagree with. Yeah, me too. I agree. Like, if if I'm not already good friends with someone and they maybe have a view on something that is really, like, offensive to me or something, then I might not be, like, that interested in becoming friends with them. Mm-hmm. But I think if I'm already close with someone or, you know, they play some kind of important role in my life, there aren't many, I don't know, many things that we could disagree on that would make me want to cut them out of my life because I think it's important to stay friends with people that you disagree with, especially because you might be able to influence them at some point to change their mind Mm -hmm. or, you know, not by arguing with them, but just as time goes on. And I don't think you should really like reduce someone to their opinion on, on one thing, even if, I don't know, it's, it's hard to say like, because some issues are so touchy when it comes to like something that might be you might see something as like hateful so that that would be like the tricky the tricky one for me but mm-hmm. i think um you know sometimes you can kind of love people into changing and if if they're not actually like hurting you then you know maybe maybe you can be a good influence on them i'm on i on like my social media there's very few people that i've unfollowed for that reason unless it's just hateful stuff like if it's not but if they're just posting about politics that's I like that because I feel like it's not healthy to just have one one one-sided um posts coming up but on TikTok for some reason I'm on both conservative and liberal TikTok (laughs) And I get, but it's like the mean sides. Of oh, no. Oh, no. I don't know how. I just, I watch everything that comes up on my For You page. Well, that's probably why. I know. And so it just and worse keeps getting deeper and just, deeper. It's just all over like, the place. She'll watch anything. What do you <laughs> just like, we can't figure this girl out. But I always, and I always look at the comments on those posts because for some reason oh, I just. If you're looking at the but comments, they're like, that's how they know to give you the exactly. Oh, they really? Know. And so I they're like, know I guess she likes. No, I'm just joking. Oh, I, I was guess like, she, I no, no, it's true. If you if you like linger on it, that's how mm-hmm. they know. And so I think they're just like, I guess she just likes everything. But I don't. I just go on there to see like how terrible people are because <laughs> mm-hmm. like people will be like Republicans be like, and then it's like so mean, <laughs> and then they'll do that about Democrats too. And I'm like, that is not how people on either side. Are. That's how the worst of both sides mm-hmm. are, but that's not how. So, TikTok is annoying in that way, but I think on normal social media, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I think. Oh, go ahead, oh, Grace. No, you go. Uh, I do think that social media algorithms have been a big part of why. Oh, things, for sure. I mean, there's a lot of articles about that. How mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, as you are lingering on something, you're gonna get more. It's they're gonna start giving you progressively more and more divisive stuff, and so yeah. if you linger on something mm-hmm. a little bit like liberal, you end up getting to the meanest <laughs> liberal corner <laughs> yeah. or conservative um, mm-hmm. because of the algorithm. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can I share, I just, speaking of TikTok, this is adjacent to our topic and it's something that I really want to be in a situation to use someday. 
and feel bold enough to use because this woman on TikTok was like, the best advice I ever received was um, that if someone says something really offensive or like, you know, cruel or unkind or hateful, um, your response should just be, what was, what were you trying to do by saying that? Or like, what, what was your intention in saying that? And I can't imagine ever say, like having the nerve to actually say that. To That's someone. a good response though. But it is, mm-hmm. yeah, she said for her, it has always like opened up, um, like it just always leaves people speechless because mm-hmm. a lot of times people say dumb things and they just expect you to be like either agree or get really argumentative. So if anyone has the nerve to try that I was out, say, please never um, use that on DM me. DM me. <laughs> Rumble. <laughs> I'll just be speechless. <laughs> um, I want to wrap this up because we're getting long, but really quick. Um, I agree with all of that. I think sometimes, especially with politics, like having only really two options, like party wise or candidate wise, it's like you can't encompass everyone's beliefs on everything into just like two Mm -hmm. categories. I just don't think personally that that is like an effective or fair way to categorize people. So for me, I, I would need to like get to know them. Like Anne said, it would have to be like, I really understand like specifically like hateful beliefs that they have. But, um, I really liked one thing John Gottman said in the podcast where he said, um, I think he's Jewish, and he said, our religious traditions tell us, if you look at the Bible, that the stranger might be the one to teach us. And I really liked that thought. And then um, a quote from David Brooks, who's a writer, he said, many of our society's great problems flow from people not feeling seen and known. There is a core trait that we all have to get better at. And that is the trait of seeing each other deeply and being deeply seen. So I think if we all could improve on listening, having conversations, even if there's a disagree, you know, even if you disagree and uh, hesitating before you jump to the worst conclusions about why people believe the things they do, hopefully we can all hold hands and permanently institute daylight savings time. (laughs) Okay, let's do weekly wins. Okay, so Claire, Grace, and I have a joint weekly win, and that's that we got to see our friends, the Grams. Um, Stephanie and her husband, Jimmy, are listeners to our podcast, and um, Matt and I were friends with their family when we lived in California. And, you know, when... Like, they moved away from California a little bit before we did. And when they moved, we were like, yeah, maybe, like, sometime we'll come visit. Or, like, you know, I didn't imagine that the next time I would see them would be in Cleveland. <laughs> it's so <but> random. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it was so, so random. fun. It was so random. It's so random how life works that way sometimes. Mm-hmm, where, like, mm-hmm. you cross paths with people and, like, where you are and just, like – how vacations work out or, you know, you move or it's just funny how that like happens sometimes. But it was yeah. so fun was really to meet fun. them. Like they might be, I don't want to play favorites, but I mean, they might be some of our most beloved listeners because they are just so yeah. nice. And like from day one, yeah. I feel like they've been like, I don't know, just such sweet supporters. So supportive. And also, I don't know, it's so fun to make friends through 
doing this. Mm -hmm. Like, I I Mm -hmm. guess I wasn't really expecting that when we started doing the podcast. Mm -hmm. And so... Neither was I. Yeah. It was fun to, like, have you guys meet them because I've talked about them a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You have, and I've seen pictures of them. And, yeah, it was just really fun. Yeah. When we were... When I told Matt, like, hey, like, the Grams are going to be in Cleveland. Like, we're all going to get together. He was excited. And then he was like, I'm starting to actually feel, like, kind of jealous. Like, I kind of just want to, like, keep them to ourselves. <laughs> and not share them with me and Grace. That's so funny. We have to, we have to invite Grace and Grace. I know. It was so fun. We went to this, like, really fun restaurant, and it was just a super fun night. And, like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's rare that we – I don't know. Like when we lived in Utah, we had people passing through all the time just because of the nature of like where we lived. And people are always like coming in town for weddings or dropping kids off at BYU or, you know, whatever the case may be. But out Cleveland is in such a random like geographic location too. People don't really mm-hmm. pass through it very often. Yeah. You're going to Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And most people don't even <laughs> do that. So like it was just so fun. It was really fun. It was really fun. Yeah. That was a blast. So thank you guys. Thanks, Stephanie and Jimmy for coming. And um, you guys are awesome. Wow. That's so fun. I'm really happy. <laughs> Tess was really mad. She got left out. <laughs> I feel so left out. I have – stalked stephanie in the past on instagram because i was like who is this nice person commenting nice things on our posts and i'm very jealous <sighs> it's okay tess when she um, saw the picture was like oh so i guess you guys have replaced me <laughs> <laughs> she seems fun and i feel self-conscious but <laughs> our new fourth sister do you yeah. think she'll want to be my friend too oh yeah Sophie? she said she recognizes all of our voices so i'm sure that included <laughs> that's you good i can't i read a book this week that i really liked and a book that i really did not like and i don't want to recommend either because one of them <laughs> is probably not an appropriate recommendation. Ooh, now Let's you have it. to tell it. It's called Malibu Rising. Oh, oh I, I, I was really gonna, liked I was going to read that. It's it's really good. It just has like, you know, I feel like you can't escape some inappropriate scenes mm-hmm, in novels mm-hmm. these days. It's really hard, but and it's just it's about like four famous siblings who live in Malibu. Like, what do you expect? Mm-hmm. They're going to be living their lives but it is really good and i really liked it i also read a tiktok recommendation a book talk recommendation Mm -hmm. that i hated called um daughter of the pirate king (laughs) (laughs) i'm so embarrassed i should have known but you know sometimes (laughs) everyone said they're like it's like Pirates of the Caribbean, but Jack Sparrow is a girl. It's not that. It's not that at all. Plus, even that doesn't sound. Grace doesn't. Grace Grace hates pirates. You can't take anything she says about pirates um, as truth. I guess if you just like filth. (laughs) I know. This is the one thing thing that I cannot civilly disagree on is. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Just like Mom with Zombies. but yeah, that was a horrible book. If you liked the book, I'm really sorry. I have to politely disagree. Um, <laughs> I have to viscerally disagree because it's in first person. 
Oh, uh, present first. tense. Oh my gosh, a horrible oh, combination. No. Yes, rushing through the whole book the whole oh, time. No. Present tense makes my eyes. It's, read so it feels fast. like I'm it's just, just a bad paragraphs. dream. Like yeah. you're just you're in a trapped in a bad dream. Yeah. Is what it exactly. Feels like. when it's first person. And for yeah. some reason, every young adult novel is written in that these mm-hmm. days. And the thing is, she keeps talking about too bad he's no match for my my skills and then she's talking about like he finds me beautiful i don't what? know it's just horrible oh. she's just bragging about herself like the whole time and it's like, like if you want to make her like, like this really cool character it has to be in third person mm-hmm. yeah. you can't have the character bragging yeah. about herself the whole time so i hated that but book talk uh, malibu rising really book good talk. book <laughs> no you they can't you can't like romances so, <laughs> it's true and it is it's like a really lame that. romance there's like hardly any action in mm-hmm. the book you can't have pirate romance also, if you're into that pirate romance disgusting I guess you can read it first mm-hmm. person romance awkward yeah mm-hmm. present tense yeah. romance she talks about how her the <laughs> guy she loves her lover oh. is the only guy on the <laughs> i don't think she ever says lover but i just wanted to make it worse uh he's the only guy on the ship who smells good Oh. And I'm like, that just doesn't that make doesn't sense. No, that All doesn't make sense. Pirates stink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they stink. It's not his fault. He's living on a ship. So. Okay, I think that wraps it up for this week. Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe to our show and visit our website, hopculturepod.com. We'll also be popping up on Instagram throughout the week. So follow Hop Culture Pod for more fun. See you next week. Bye.